Hello, hello, hello. Greetings to each and every one of you, wherever you are, whosoever you are. Welcome to our podcast. This is N.I. Malevu. Today we'll be discussing a very interesting topic. We'll be discussing the law of attraction. But we will be talking about the law of attraction uh, in line with the word of God. That's the Bible. Stay tuned. Like there's a there's a, a redemptive power that making a choice has, you know, rather than feeling like you're at a f- effect to all the things that are happening. Make a choice. Like you just decide what it's going to be, who you're going to be, how you're going to do it. Just decide. And then from that point, the universe is going to get out your way. So let me share some of the concepts that have helped keep me on my game. So the first one is like attracts like. You have to understand, you are a magnet. Whatever you are, that's what you draw to you. If you're negative, you're going to draw negativity. You're positive, you draw positive. You're a kind person, more people are kind to you. So you're like a magnet, you know, and you got to understand something about like attracts like. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. This is so true. You've got to grab this. You gotta create dream boards. You gotta put the new car up on your mirror. Put the weight you wanna be on the refrigerator. If you can see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. Well, I mean, positively or negative. I mean, you attract. Now, you know, not just what you fear. You attract what you feel, what you are, what's yeah, on your mind. Yeah, yeah, so yeah it's like exactly. the law of physics. I don't know how anybody can disagree with that. It's, it's just ask any physicist; they'll tell you that, that it's true. Yeah. Hello once again, good people. Law of Attraction. I'm a person who likes reading. Uh, I've been reading books about self-help because I'm a, uh, I'm a Bible teacher and I want to know what are people reading, you know, when it comes to uh, self, you know, improvement, uh, they say also self-development, you know, uh, books out there that are out there. And I've written a couple of them. But one thing that I've discovered when it looks like people have discovered laws that governs success. People that are successful and who have studied how, what brought about their success. And uh, they've come up with certain principles or certain laws that they have observed that, you know, if you observe these principles and if you do not only observe these principles, but if you use these principles in your own life, it looks like success is guaranteed. And looking at these laws, studying different books, I've realized one thing, that most, if not all, of these laws are right here in the Bible. And uh, we as Christians, we may call them, you know, 
uh, principles of faith or uh, whatever we may call them, uh, but uh, principles of faith. And I want us to look at law of attraction when it comes to setting goals. Of course, we are going to be looking into the uh, scriptures, Bible. Why? Because I think the Bible to any Christian, it should be a map. It should be a book of principle. If you want anything that will help you to develop your life to uh, for success or whatever, if you are a good Christian, you should be searching in the Bible. Well, I'm not saying we should only read the Bible because I myself do not only read the Bible, but I'm saying, you know, the book that should govern your life is the Bible. Why am I saying that? Because as a Christian, we believe that we were created. We were designed. And who better knows his product rather than the creator? So I believe all these things that we find outside them, uh, they are all, if good, they are all can be traced in the Bible. Like this law, law of attraction. So we are going to be looking at this law. Um, number one, I believe that if you are going to be successful in applying these laws, there are two things that you can never begin to understand unless you master them. One, you need to understand the subconscious mind and the conscious mind. Or the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. Well, Jesus spoke about that. Taught about, in fact, he taught about that. We're going to be looking at that very shortly. And then we are going to be looking at setting goals. As I said before, I can never say this enough. It is very important. It is vital. It is of vital importance of importance that you should understand the conscious and the subconscious mind. Well, if you're looking for the word conscious and the subconscious mind in the Bible, good luck. You are never going to find those words. But those words are hidden in, a, in one word called heart. Now, if you read Luke chapter 5, verse 21 and 22, uh, it reads as follows. I'm reading with the New King James. Here in this verse, we see the scribes and the Pharisees begin to reason and, 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 and uh, resolve in their minds, saying, now, this is what the Bible is saying, saying, who is this that speaketh blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Now, note. But Jesus perceiving their reasoning answered and said unto them, Why reason ye in your hearts? Now, we all know that when we reason, when we calculate in our mind, oh, I've already given the answer. When we reason, we reason with our minds. We do not reason with our hearts. When I say heart, I mean, you know, this uh, physical muscle that we have that pumps blood. 
nobody on earth can process thoughts and reason with the muscle called heart. But in the Bible, the Bible speaks about the mind and also speaks about the heart interchangeably. So, uh, the, the heart in this context is the mind. Why am I saying is the mind? Because Jesus is saying, why do you reason in your heart? And then uh, it goes without saying, the place of reasoning is the mind. Now, when we have established that fact, there is fact number two that we also need to establish in this verse. Now, let me read this verse nicely. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this which speaketh blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God? Verse 22. But when Jesus perceived in their so perceived their thoughts, he, oh sorry, he, answered, he answering said unto them, Why reason ye in your hearts? Verse 23. Whether it's easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven, or to say, rise up and walk. But we are concentrating on the fact that Jesus said, the Bible says, Jesus perceived in their, sorry, Jesus perceived their thoughts. So we know that thoughts are associated with minds. And when Jesus began to speak, he said, he answered, he answering and said unto them, Why reason ye in your hearts? Now, we can establish that these, these processes that Jesus is talking about, thoughts and reasoning, are the things or are the processes that happens in the mind. Now, why am I saying this? It is very, very important that we establish the fact that uh, the Bible speaks of the mind sometimes as the heart. But there is another important fact that I want us to uh, establish that I said it's number two. Now, Jesus divides the hearts into two. He spoke about why do you reason in your heart? But I want us to go to Matthew chapter 12, verse 34 and 35. I read it with the King James uh, oh, generation of vipers, uh, Matthew chapter 12, verse 34 and 35. Oh, generation of vipers, how can ye being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, now I want you to underline that word heart, the mouth speaketh. Verse 35, a good man out of the good treasure of the heart brings forth good things, an evil man out of evil treasure bring it forth evil things. Now, he speaks of the heart as the place where thoughts are kept as a treasure. You know, when you are keeping something which is of value, you want to keep it in a safe place. You don't just want to, you don't want to leave it on the surface. So, uh, you will see here, Jesus is indirectly teaching us that the mind has a part that we call the treasure of the heart or the treasure of the 
mind. That's the subconscious mind. Now, the conscious mind is the part where we reason, where we calculate. And the treasure of the heart is the part where we keep the thoughts. Um, if we read Matthew chapter 13, verse 20, Jesus established the fact that when the thought or when the word of God comes into a person's heart, into a person's heart, it, it, it lands on the surface. That's the top part. It lands on the surface to those who are not going to have good results. But to those who are going to have excellent results, it lands on the bottom part. That's underneath the soil. That's where the seed, you know, uh, is, uh, is broken and is able to uh, regeminate or, 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 or grow and produce uh, plants and become a tree and produce plants. So if the seed is, is on top, but here is something very interesting. Jesus says in Matthew 20, in Matthew 13, verse 20, but he that received the seed into the stony places, the same is he that heareth the word, and with joy he receives it. Now, when we read verse 23, but he that received the seed into a good ground, is he that heareth the word and understand it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some hundredfold and uh, hundredfold and hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Now we can also establish the fact that the seed that is underneath here, if you read it on your own, you will understand that Jesus is talking about the heart. He is talking about the thought of God being communicated into a person's heart. If it stays on the conscious mind, that's the top surface. It, it does not yield fruits. But if it goes underneath in the subconscious mind, it produces fruit. Now, if we understand the word sub, it means under. So we have conscious and we have subconscious. So it means we have the conscious mind and we have the under conscious mind. Amen. So um, why do I want to establish this? This is going to be vital when we talk about the law of attraction and setting of goals. Now, I want us to confirm this because the Bible says... Uh, out of two or three witnesses, the matter should be established. So that is why we do not want to, you know, uh, leave things hanging. Apostle Peter, Peter, First Peter, chapter one, verse thirteen, it reads as follows: Wherefore, gird, thats an old word to 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 fasten, to tighten. Gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, here Peter reveals something else. It not, in fact, it's not something else. He confirms what we have just been speaking about. 
that the mind has the loins. Now, if you understand the, 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 the Jewish background, when they speak of the loins, they speak of a human being. A human being is divided in, uh, his, uh, the, the body of a human being is divided into two parts. It's the upper part and the lower part. The, the separating part, the middle part, is called the loins. Under the loins, we have the bottom part. And also, if you read the Bible carefully, you will, uh, you know, you, you will understand they use this word loins to speak of um, testicles where the seed is stored. And then if we associate now the seed with the word of God, it makes perfect sense. Because the word of God, even where we have read in Matthew 13, it is spoken of as the seed. While you're still thinking about it, about this, uh, you may take a sip uh, of a cup of coffee, but ponder about these few things. And when we come back, we'll be talking about setting goals. Stay tuned. We are back. All right. Now let's dive into it. James chapter 3, verse 2 and 4. We are going to be talking about two important principles. First, we're going to be talking about uh, setting goals to confession. Setting goals and confession. Now, James chapter 3, verse 2 to 4. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is perfect, is a perfect man, but able, but able also to brittle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the sheep which through the sorry which through they be so great and which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds yet are they turned about with a very small harm whatsoever the governor listeth now this verse speaks about the tongue but if you look into this verse very carefully, it speaks about the power of the tongue, confession. Because tongue here is a, 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 an organ, a muscle that we have in our mouth. But what is it there for? It is for speaking. It is for confessing it says the tongue can drive the whole body and james makes an illustration he says just like a horse a horse is controlled through the mouth the ship in the sea is controlled 
by a very small hem or pin or steering, if you will. A very small thing that controls a very big vessel. That represents the power of your confession. But one thing that is also very important in this illustration is the setting of destination. One who rides the horse needs to know where he's going. One who drives the sheep needs to know where he's going. So it says, the mouth or the confession, what you say with your mouth, will guide you to your destiny, will guide you to your destination. You can never reach your destination if you are not aware of what you are saying. If you set a goal and you speak things that drives you away from your goal, you are never going to reach your destiny. That's the power of the tongue. That's the power of confession. One may say, well, I've been trying this. You know, I've been reading these books, going to these seminars, talking about the power of, of confession. If you, whatever you say, whatever you desire, if you say it, it will come to you. Or as this uh, scripture says, you will be attracted to your, to your destiny on the basis of what you say. It's not working for me. But there is a twist. As I said before, I'm going to teach you about setting goals. The mistake that most people do when they are setting goals, they set goals in their, in their conscious mind. They reason, January, beginning of the year, they reason. And they say, this is what I want to do, this is what I want to do, this is what I want to do. And then they begin to confess, I'm going to be a rich, I'm going to be a millionaire, or I'm going to uh, have a very uh, successful business, I'm going to have a good relationship, whatsoever you are confessing. But if the goal that you have set is in your conscious mind, that's not your goal. What do you mean? Goals are set in the subconscious mind. This makes this whole thing now, you know, to, to take a twist, to take a turn. Because if you've been writing down goals and confessing, confessing those goals, and those goals that you have been writing down, they are not in your subconscious mind. Whatever you confess will have no power. Why? Because... Your body is driven by what is in your subconscious mind. The rudder, the, 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 the navigator follows what is in the program. It does not follow what is in your conscious mind. All the programs of your life, the things that control your life, are set in your subconscious mind. That is why you don't reason about the things that are, pro that are programmed in your life. Like for instance, the, the, the way that you breathe, your heartbeat, your heartbeat is, is a program that is in your subconscious mind. And people who have mastered the, 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 the importance of putting thoughts in your subconscious mind, 
Jesus call, call, calls it the treasure of your heart. They are the ones who, when they are using this principle of law of attraction, confession, it works for them. Because they first work on putting goals in the subconscious mind. If your goal is not in your subconscious mind, whatever you confess will not come to pass. Why am I saying that? Okay, let me make an example. When you are driving, when you are first, you know, when you first, remember when you first learn how to drive, you had to repeat the process over and over and over and over again. Why? Because you do not drive smoothly or successfully from your reasoning. We are not designed like that. When we move forward, when we move to a destiny, whatsoever is driving us is in the program which is in the subconscious mind. Now, once you have done this process over and over and over again, that is why one of the ways of going to your subconscious mind is repetition. Once you, receive, once you repeat this process over and over and over again. Now, the whole program of starting the car, moving the car, reversing the car, steering the car is in your subconscious mind. You only now focus on your destiny, where you are going. You no more focus on your driving. That is why when you're still learning to drive, you don't even want people to talk to you. You don't even want people to greet you. You are so focused because you are, you are driving from the reasoning part. You are driving from the conscious mind. So when you have repeated this process over and over again, the whole program of driving now sits in the subconscious mind, which Jesus said, in the treasure of your heart. Then when you now move or drive smoothly, you only drive from your subconscious mind. What am I trying to say? The subconscious mind is a place where programs are stored. Now, even goals, when you are taught from a young age that you are a failure, you are dumb, you're stupid, you, from a young age, that thing goes into your subconscious mind now when you try to set goals from your conscious mind your body your whole life will follow the conversation that is or the confession that is from your subconscious mind what you speak from within you so that's the most powerful confession in your subconscious mind, if you're saying, I'm stupid, you still have the voice of your auntie who, who kept on shouting at you saying, hey, you're stupid, you're stupid, you're stupid. And that voice is in your subconscious mind. That's the confession that you have. That's the confession that will drive your life. So whatever you try, if you are confessing out of you know, the subconscious mind. It will not work. You can set goals from your conscious mind. It will not work. 
your life will follow the program that is in your subconscious mind so now what have we learned we have learned that when we are setting goals number one, we need to be able to set our goals from our subconscious mind so our next pro- uh, uh, podcast will be talking about how to program your subconscious mind how to set goals from your subconscious mind i just hope that you enjoyed this segment i am and i'm a god bless you thank you